6: and training bringing your business the real results you need these are the people who are passionate about your marketing success and will work 24 7 to deliver customers to you and your business so tim yes
7: level 12 i'm gonna be here all night
6: or the team at salem surround why trust your digital marketing to one person when you can hire a whole team nationwide exposure experience and expertise let our team of experts focus on your digital marketing strategy so you can focus on your business it's an easy decision to learn more about salem surround or for a free no obligation digital audit visit us at surrounddetroit.com
5: concerned about unpredictable rising college tuition costs Sienna heights university is taking a bold step to remain affordable the siena tuition advantage plan means more price certainty including potentially one tuition price during your time at siena a catholic university located in adrian michigan siena heights also offers scholarships in academics athletics and the arts find out what the siena tuition advantage is all about today by visiting siennaheights.edu. that's the siena effect
2: This is the CHSL Football Preview, presented by Siena Heights University on the Patriot.
4: Well, what will our weather be like in week one? We've kind of seen a mixed bag. This week has shown us really high school football weather. <laughs> 70 degrees on Monday, cooled off pretty nicely by the time things were said and done. But uh, Or could it be the sweltering hot? We've seen that quite a bit over the last few weeks with rain. I just want a, a perfect day, you know, one of those fall-esque days. It doesn't have to turn to fall right away, but, you know, have it be 75 degrees, cool down to really comfortable 68, 70 by the time kickoff happens, and I'll be happy. But John Robinson is happy to be back in the football game here in Michigan as well. He joins us now. He's the first-year head coach of Ann arbor Shard. and coach, have you stopped thinking, working since August 1st when you started?
7: I, uh, no i have not actually you know i i got the job on a thursday in july and i i just i drove up on a tuesday that following tuesday and i have been here since uh and haven't, haven't stopped it's been all pedal to the metal man
4: well john uh, had quite a few stops at the college ranks came from um, valparaiso in indiana a division one school um known fairly locally for their basketball rivalry with detroit mercy for a while but he was one of the special teams coordinators there and I guess the the first question for me is, you know, why Rashard? Why move away from college right now? What does it present for you and your family?
7: Uh, I mean, I enjoyed my time in college, you know, almost 10 years. And I really had built a lot of good relationships with a lot of people uh, that still mean a lot to me. But overall, um, you know, the hours that I was working in the college level uh, were a lot. And I have a two- and four-year-old daughter. Um, and my wife and I would like to have more kids um, if, you know, Lord willing. And I, I kind of just wanted to, you know, spend time with my kids because everybody tells me, you know, everyone that's older than me says, hey, you, know, you blinked, you snap your fingers and your kids grow up really quickly. And, you know, it, it kind of occurred to me during COVID, you know, this past year, I had a, a little bit more time off and I kind of realized what it meant to be a dad. Uh, and I kind of fell in love with being a dad more than I was actually maybe loving the game of football. Uh, to that extent, uh, for all the hours I was putting in, um, I kind of told myself, you know what, I'm going to be a dad right now and, and really spend time with my kids uh, and have them grow up around their cousins uh, and our friends and family back home, and I can still coach football because at the end of the day, football football. It doesn't matter. High school, you know, I got, I, I, I got a former player that played at Wayne State, Anthony Pittman's on the lines right now, and I was just texting him the other day, and we're talking about, you know, different defenses, and it's just football at the end of the day. Um, and it's just trying to impact people. Uh, it doesn't matter what level you're at. And so I told myself I'm at peace with that decision and decided to, you know, kind of sniff around with some high school jobs. And uh, this was just a really good fit to be at shark because they're looking for some consistency here. Um, and I'm looking for a consistent, you know, home. And so it was just a really good fit for both parties.
4: Can't argue with that. Uh, you know, I think that's harder for some people to realize than not, but uh, give you a lot of credit for stepping aside and and being a dad as you said there as well we're talking to John Robinson the first year head coach of Ann Arbor Gabriel Richard we talked the other day and you know something you brought up was culture and a program that's seen now four or five head coaches in the last six seven years that's tough to establish culture but you're in this for the long haul right
7: yeah I think uh, you know I learned a lot like I said I've been at you know a couple different colleges now and I've learned something from every single college you know good and bad and the people and uh, so what I've done is I have core values um, that I stole kind of from Landon Fox at Valparaiso now our our core values are different but every single day of the week has a core value Uh, so today's passion Tuesday for example um, and I know you know whatever the interview is gonna be another time but we have different core values for every day Um, and those core values are really gonna be the pillars that will lay the foundation for our culture. Um, you know, I, I, we're, we're also really big on PMA, positive mental attitude, which I took from Coach Paul Winters down at Wayne State. Um, and that's going to be a huge influence on our guys as well. And, you know, every single day we're hitting on one of those core values. And just yesterday we have Attitude Monday. Uh, we had three guys stand up to the team and talk about attitude and how it affected their day and their thought process going into practice when they woke up yesterday morning and how they're actually using the core values that we're talking about. Uh, And so you can kind of see, you know, just one step at a time, these guys starting to buy in. Um, And we had our best practice yesterday by far for a two a day. And, you know, it was, I almost got emotional after practice because I was so excited and, and really just happy to see what has happened in the past just short time here, two, three weeks of these guys really buying in
4: read an article in M Live a couple of weeks ago that came out and you talked about how a team usually kind of takes their identity, um, maybe sometimes off of their head coach. And you had a quote there. It says, we are going to hit you in the mouth. What does that mean for you in terms of mentality for your put- football team?
7: Yeah, I mean, if you've seen me in person, I'm not going to be the, you know, sharpest knife in the shed and kitchen. You know, I'm not the best athlete. Uh, But even when I was a player, you know, I worked really hard, and I was going to be physical. Um, You know, I wasn't going to necessarily run around you. I was going to run through you. Um, And, you know, I guess when I said that, I want our identity to be a tough, physical football team. And, you know, when we see blood in the water, we're just going to keep going. Um, And and I guess that's kind of the philosophy I want to portray with the guys is, you know, we're not – when your opponent's down, you're not going to let them get up. Uh, I mean, we're going to finish the game, you know, until that clock hits 0 0, zero um, And we're not going to let up at all. And I, I want to really just lay that foundation and that attitude because, you know, it's just, just in practice yesterday, we were throwing a corner route and this guy got complacent and doesn't catch the pass. And, you know, I've just kind of learned that when you get complacent and you relax, that's when bad things start to happen. Um, and I don't want our guys to get complacent. I don't want them to relax. I don't care what the score is. Even if we're down 21 to nothing, you're, you're going to keep playing the next play, um, and we're going to try to be physical. We're not going to try to be, you know, smoking mirrors in terms of dancing around you, you know, because at the end of the day, football is about blocking and tackling. And so on offense, we got to block. On defense, we got to tackle, and it's as simple as that.
4: Talking to you with John Robinson, the first-year head coach of Arbor Gabriel Richard in our third of three chsl football preview here on fm 101.5 and am 1400 the patriot well you guys are going to be a little bit different than the past in terms of fighting irish teams they ran wing t for quite some time but you're moving to the spread how has that gone for you so far
7: it's been really good um you know i think we have tried to keep it really simple for the guys uh you know i've also learned that you know, from college, you you know, you get guys coming from all different backgrounds, right? And uh, you got to keep it simple. And that's what we've done. Um, we don't want to make it overly complicated, um, but we want to do enough smoke and mirrors off of our base plays where it, it really makes it seem like there's maybe more to what's really going on. Um, but I've also, again, learned in my background, and, I, you know, being a defensive guy, I've had to study a lot of offenses. I mean, I was a GA for four years. So... You know, I feel like I have a decent idea of what offenses try to attack. Uh, And so I've kind of taken those base philosophies from an offensive standpoint and tried to integrate them with our offense. Um, And I think it's going to be really good. And like I said, we had our best practice yesterday. Um, And it's been (laughs) awesome to see how much we've grown offensively. And so we're going to continue to grow because there is a learning curve, obviously, from the past uh, offense that's been here. Um, at the end of the day, I told these guys, like, Hey, I got two kids and we're taking out the pacifier. Um, so, I mean, we've been kind of going a little bit more, I should say faster. Uh, and I haven't been nursing them as much. Uh, and the guys have responded to it. Uh, and it's been, it's been great to watch. So hopefully, uh, you know, we can see some of the results come this season, but right now I'm talking a lot about the process. Uh, and that can be a big word for a lot of young guys.
4: QB certainly a very important position on any team, but certainly when you're trying to transition offenses as well, a little bit of a battle for you at that spot with two guys. What's going to stick out to you ultimately for two guys who haven't run the spread offense at all?
7: I think what's going to stick out to me is like, just who has the ability to execute the offense. Um, you know, I don't necessarily need to see the best arm, you know, the best runner. But we need a guy that can get people aligned and execute the tempo that we're trying to, you know, play with. Um, and I mean that, thats where I, I talked about again stuff that I've learned. Bill Belichick execution, you know, practice execution becomes game reality. Um, and if we can't execute in practice, and it's not, we're not going to execute in the game. So you know, this scrimmage coming up this week, we're really looking at two guys and which one's going to, you know, grade out the best in terms of knowing the plays, getting us into the right looks that we need to be in. Um, and obviously, yes, there, there does come a component to that of you know your your arm and your your athleticism and all that jazz. But we're really focused on like, can you run the offense efficiently and effectively, just from a, a managing standpoint. Um, and that, I think that'll be the guy that we're going to end up going with.
4: John Robinson on the line with us here at Ann Arbor Gabriel Richard. Just a couple more questions for you about your personnel. Jack Smith, the guy that uh, you're really leaning on to run the football. What do you like about him?
7: You know, he's just been one of the guys that tries to bring juice every single day. You know, we talk about, hey, if you're juiceless, you're useless. And he does a good job of bringing juice. And he's been one of the leaders. You know, one of the first workouts that I came and watched, I mean, he stuck out right away. Uh, and the biggest thing about him is he cares and he's a senior. And I just know that he's going to leave it out on the field every single game. Um, and obviously, physically, you know, he's one of the stronger guys on the team, and you can tell with his body, and he's worked really hard. Um, and so, that being said, we're gonna try. If he's a guy that definitely can carry the ball however many times a game, we're gonna feed him the rock. Um, and he's definitely gonna set up our our play action passes and our quick game if we can establish the run game. Um, and so he's a big piece to our puzzle here, and I'm really confident that he'll be able to get the job done. And he's still learning too, uh, and he's had a great camp. And so, you know, being a senior leader for us. Um, will be tremendous in just trying to lay the foundation of concrete, not sand. Uh, and he's really bought in right now, and I think the young guys are trying to you know, really fall into place you know, following his leadership.
4: And quickly, Luka Juricic, another guy that you're really leaning on as well, a guy that's got some raw talent, but uh, you're adding his, a position to his fold as well. He was a defensive end last year. He'll play that for you this year, but also tight end. What did you see in him to play that uh, offensive spot as well?
7: Yeah, I mean, when there's a six-two, two hundred and five 205 guy and he's winning our sprints and he's one of the fastest guys on our team, if not the fastest, you, you got to get him the ball, you know, and I've learned that real quickly. That's about players, you know, not about necessarily scheme and coaching, but if you got the players in the right spots and you can let them excel, um, then you need to do that as a coach. And like I said, I mean, he's got good length and he can run. So we just got to find him to get ways to football. He's, there, he's going to be a punter or a kicker. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a hell of an athlete. Um, and we're really excited to see what he can do for us this season.
4: Well, that's John Robinson. He's back in the Catholic League, um, a guy that in the past has played with or played for, I guess, John Filiatro, who is now the coach of Divine Child. At that point, he was the coach of Lavonia Churchill. That's going to be fun for you as well, playing those guys.
7: Yeah, it has. you know, Coach Filiatro has actually been a, a big mentor to me. Um, I mean, he's really known about me trying to look for high school jobs for a, a little bit now, and I've, I've called him all the time, you know, as a father figure for advice, you know, and actually just about two weeks ago he took me out to B-Dubs when I came back and just, hey, what do you need? Just anything that he could help with, um, you know, he's a great resource. And so for me, I, I just look at it as, you know, I'm excited for that game. There's not going to be any bad blood, you know, between him and I. And we just know that, hey, they're coached really well over Divine Child, and I'm trying to get our guys to be coached really well too. And let's just have a good football game where hopefully it's going to be, you know, five to ten plays that are really going to decide that game because you got two good teams going at it, and that's really what's going to decide it, you know, the, the turnover battle. And so at the end of the day, who's going to make the play? Um, I, and hopefully it's that type of game.
4: Well, John, thanks so much for catching up here today. Sean Robinson, the head coach at Ar- Ann Arbor Gabor Richard in his first season. Dan Rohn from D. La Salle is next. Stick with us.
6: There's no better time to apply to Siena Heights University. Complete our free application to find out about all the scholarship and financial aid opportunities available. We offer scholarships for academics, athletics, and the arts on our Adrian main campus. We were also named the top ranked online program in Michigan for four consecutive years. To learn more about our Catholic university in the Dominican tradition, please visit go.siennaheights.edu and find out what the Siena effect can do for you.
1: Faith Talk has partnered with Westside Christian Academy, providing tuition at half off. Go to tuitionvouchers.com and get $2,000 off their first year at Westside Christian Academy in Detroit. That's half-off tuition. Restrictions do apply, so review those carefully and get the Christian education you want for your kids or grandkids at tuitionvouchers.com. That's half-off tuition for Westside Christian Academy at tuitionvouchers.com.
2: You're listening to the CHSL Football Preview. Presented by Siena Heights University. Now back to Jeremy Otto.
4: Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for tuning in on this fine Friday, the Friday before high school football. We'll have some games on Thursday for you and Friday throughout the state of Michigan. Saturday sprinkled in as well, but we're excited to be back for season eight of our game of the week. Excited to be back, I'm sure, for season two at the helm of the pilots of Warren D. is Dan Roan. Dan joins us now. How are you? I'm good, Jeremy. How are you? Good, good. Thanks for joining us here today. You know, I want to start with, you know, your great run last year, two and five in the regular season, but uh, everyone given life, I guess, because of the COVID 19 virus and everybody making it into the playoffs. I want to touch on that a bit later in terms of the format. But, uh, you know, starting things off, I mean, you lose 35 nothing to Cast Tech, then defeat Roseville, St. Clair Shores, Lakeview, Port right. Huron, Warren Mott, and Oak Park eventually losing in the final to Mona Shores 25-19. But after that, you know, final score against T- Cass Tech, your feeling was what as a football coach, I guess?
8: I think we had made some great strides as a team. I mean, you, you lose 35 nothing to one of the best teams programs in the state of Michigan, but we were such a young football team last year with so many young kids. And, you know, we only had 13 seniors at the end of the season on our football team. And you know, we kind of just took our beatings a little bit through the regular season, and, and we grew because we didn't get the opportunity to do a lot of those things in the summer. And, I, and you know, I kind of knew that. Nobody wants to go two and four, but I did think we were doing a lot of good things through the process. We were starting to understand how we practiced and how we needed to practice, and our kids were starting to mesh as well. You know, our kids were starting to have some fun together, and things were starting to open up a little bit. Like, we took our team bowling. We got to do some activities and events. So, I thought we were a different team, and I, and I was pretty excited about the direction we were headed. And you know, once we got in the playoffs, I thought we had an opportunity to be pretty good.
4: You returned 36 kids to the roster this year from last year, nine starters on offense, six on defense as well. Brady Drogosh, obviously a big guy returning. He just developed into what is probably one of the better quarterbacks in the Catholic League over last year.
8: Yeah, and I I thought last year Brady was a pretty special kid, the problem was he was a 15-year-old who didn't have any summer activities, and I know I keep going back to that, but you know when you're talking about timing and a new offense, and you know two sophomore receivers as well that he was shown to, and those kids had to learn how to play the game and understand the game and so Brady had a really really good, and he's put on some weight he's had enough over two hundred something pounds, and you know he runs a sub sub four six forty he's been timed four five four six, and he he's just a good athlete, so our, our expectations are really high with Brady right now
4: well, a guy that was huge for you last year, Brett Stanley. i mean he made so many big plays on offense and defense. I mean, he basically won that (laughs) semi-final game on his back as the season, or as the game went on against Oak Park, scoring the game-winning touchdown. He is obviously gone to college now, but kind of a three-headed monster for you, running back by committee this year. Rhett Rozier, a guy that really stepped up, though, as the year went on. What are you looking out of him here in year three?
8: You know, Rhett's a pretty big kid, pretty physical kid, you know, a 210-pound freshman, and you know he's, he's he's known for his baseball abilities but he he's pretty physical on a football field he made some big plays for us on special teams last year and was very physical as a blocking back but he's also got the ability to run with the ball so we're excited about him getting him more and more involved with the offense and then you know Seth Ray is our se- one of our seniors who he, he's done a great job in this program over four years and he, he knows the offense really well now He he's, he's you can use him on every down type situation he's really good blocking back and can run the run game real well, but also picks up the passing team. So, and that you know, De Niro Johnson's kind of our speed kid. So we're, we want those three kids to kind of, you know, step up at what we feel they're all a little bit better at and take advantage of their their skill set and use them as much as we possibly can.
4: Talking with Dan Roan, the head coach at De LaSalle in his second year after coming from the college game as well. All your wide receivers are back, including your tight ends. We have names like Nichols, Yanichik, McCollum, Griswak, And those were a pretty young group but did some good things for you at the same time last year too.
8: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you say that McCullum's the the veteran, he was only a junior starting last year, but he's returning starter and he he also has had a great offseason, really put some time in the weight room, bulked up a little bit and understands route running now and and, you know, he he's probably our best route runner. And so he's he's pretty gifted in the inside and then, you know, Yanichek and Tristan Nichols, we hope they create some matchup problems with teams and they weren't very physical last year as sophomores, and teams pressed them a little bit, and they struggled to get off the line. But we've worked on that a lot in the offseason. Both of them are very good basketball, dual sport athletes, and you know, so we hope to take advantage of some matchups with those with those kids out there on the edge. And you know, if, if not, if teams don't want to single coverage McCullum and do some different things, we think we can get him an opportunity to make some big plays for us as well.
4: Your special teams was a big part of your run last year as well, and it's an exciting piece when you look at things this year as well. Bucci, Cummings, Low all in the kicking game, starting with Bucci. Did you expect him you know, to kind of step up out of nowhere to become that All-State punter at the end of the year?
8: Uh, well, he was probably definitely the surprise. You know, uh, Bucci was, we started working at him a little bit. He struggled a little bit, but we know he had a powerful leg. But, you know, Coach Sullivan did a great job. You know, he's a Michigan State, former Michigan State punter on our staff, and he's worked with Bucci every day. And Bucci's had a, Bucci's been to a number of camps this year. He's been rated as high as a four-and-a-half star. And, you know, we think he's got some opportunities play at the next level and he's really worked hard and it's funny we got a great special teams group they work really really well together when they get some time on their own and you know Cody Cummings big powerful leg he can can kick it with the best of them when it comes to distance and you know you can't forget about the other kids who are very consistent very 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 good high school football players as well.
4: Four of the five offensive linemen returning for the pilots as well three four-year starters Featherstone, Dobbs, Nixon some good names there as well and how big is that for you, I guess, you know, given the fact that Stanley has now graduated and you're passing the baton to three new starters at least at the running back spot?
8: You know, it's important in the fact that, you know, we're we're our scheme's quite a bit different than what they've done in the past when it comes to up front blocking and those kids really struggled early in the year and we struggled to run the football early against some really good football teams, but now our practices have a different tempo to it, a different feel to it because of those senior leaders. You know, with Featherstone and Mixon and Dobbs and and Roscopp up front, that you know our offensive line can just kind of keep us moving, keep us generated, and you know starting to understand scheme, our inside scheme and our outside scheme and our trap and everything else that we do, and they make a lot of great calls. So it's exciting going into it with with that group, you know, and you throw our tight ends in there. With both our returning, our number one and two tight ends are both returning as well with you know Gavin Griswack and Carter Cruz. So. You know, expectations are high, but, you know, we also we're also realistic about the fact that we've got to work hard and put in a lot of time and we play in a very difficult conference and, you know, tough, tough to find teams to play us and schedule. But all those things come into our preparation and where we t- want to take this thing.
4: Joined by Dan Roan of Warren D. LaSalle in his second year as the bench boss of the sure. Pilots here today on our CHSL Preview Show presented by Siena Heights University. We thank Siena Heights for everything they've done to make these shows possible as well. well over to the defense it's not much easier when it comes to opponents and dealing with you guys will Be- beasley is kind of the man to start with he's the, the leader of the pack there isn't
8: he yeah definitely you know will's a three-year starter he's a he's a deal well football family you know his brother's uh, captain and starting defensive end for michigan state will's gonna go play division one football at linebacker so obviously you start with him and you know we need a lot of things out of him and he's done a tremendous job of kind of grown some of those kids you know he graduated his counterpart so we've got a young kid that's going to step in and play inside linebacker and will's really really taken him under his wing and worked worked well with mcdonald so looking for great things from our linebackers is typical and you know D line wise we returned three kids with quality starts and and did some great things and you know it starts with mason Moragan who i think is maybe one of the most underrated players in the area you know he, sh- he shows the skill set has the physical ability i think definitely to play at a high level after this year or two years because he's only going to be a junior uh, you know, at six foot four, two hundred and forty pounds, and the ability to run a four eight. I, I think he's definitely a you know D one type kid, and we need him to step up and anchor the line for us and, and make a lot of plays. And if he does, it'll take a lot of pressure off our young secondary.
4: Well, you have one of the more fun names to say on that defensive front as well, Andrew Jaszekitis. <laughs> I love yeah. saying that one, and he makes big time plays too, doesn't he?
8: <laughs> yeah, he does. You know, he's a, he's a technique guy. He's not a. a 280 pound stout defensive lineman like some people would like or 260 but at 230 235 pounds he uses his low he loses his leverage and he plays great fundamental football so it's really important that andrew and milky you know those, those seniors do a great job for us up front because you know we got to keep people off our linebackers so they can run and like make, make plays
4: dan roan joins us now matt lewis and a little bit from ud jesuit here in our chsl preview show Kind of wrapping things up, uh, last year was supposed to be the new year or the first year for these new rules in terms of the high school football playoffs. I mean, you would have been a team that probably wouldn't have made it in, obviously, with two wins in the regular season last year. Your thoughts on the new rules implemented this year in terms of playoff points and how everything is established?
8: I I don't think it's right for high school. I don't think it's a good fit for football, I think. Especially in the state of Michigan, where you're at with numbers and, and programs dropping and, and trying to trying to fill schedules, you know I think it's a Friday night football is is amazing in the state of Michigan. And when you can't find teams to play you because they're so concerned with getting enough playoff points to qualify, I don't think we've alleviated that problem. We've actually created a bigger monster. And the fact that some schools, you know, knew they could get six wins in their conference so they would schedule teams. For example, when I was at West Catholic, you we know, were a Division Five school. We opened up with Orchard Lake St. Mary's two years in a row. I knew at five and four we'd have enough playoff points at six and three. We were automatically going to get in the playoffs. Well, now we, we can't look at it like that. We have to we have to try to find teams to play us, and we couldn't find them. I mean, we, we, we spent one day, we had six hours. I had five staff members. Every staff member had a computer open. Every staff member had a bordering state, including Canada. And we worked Michigan, Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, and Canada trying to find the teams to play us. At that point, we had three open dates. When we left that meeting, we had four open dates because one of the teams that we thought was committed to play us had dropped out. So I I don't think we fixed the problem. I think the only way fixing the problem is everybody gets in the playoffs. And I don't. It works in basketball. It works in baseball. It works in every other sport. I just don't understand why we can't go to it in football and stick to it and, and live with it and make that commitment because. a perfect example of a two and four football team that might not get in under these rules, but deserve to get in because we were playing our best football at the most important time and winning games and getting into the state championship. And we proved we were one of the time. I mean, we played Mona Shores, who was a very, very good football team and we played them pretty well. I mean, yeah, we lost in the end, but we played really well. And I don't know if anybody else that we went against would have kept that score within six, seven points. So, I'm a little frustrated. You're gonna hear me vent a little bit on this probably all year long because now we're down to eight games and and we can't afford a slip up. Like we're telling 15 and 16 year olds, you can't make a mistake or you're not gonna play in the playoffs. And I just think it's wrong. When I was in high school, we went eight and one. We lost the second game of the year by I think six points to a, to a really good team. Our season was over. Like we knew we weren't getting the playoffs because the format was so bad back then. <laughs> it's a little better now but we haven't fixed the problem, and I think the only true fix is everybody gets in, and you can opt out of the playoffs. If you don't think you want to play, then don't play in them, but until we do that, I think we're going to run into this problem in schools like us and Catholic Central, and you know even some of the cast packs, and even some of the schools on the west side are going to have a hard time filling their schedule, and that, that's that's too bad. That's sad for high school, and it's sad for kids, because our kids deserve nine football games, just like everybody
4: else. Well, and I think we showed last year, too. Obviously, everybody made it, and I know every team wasn't in it because of the various COVID protocols and teams not playing, but it really only added one game. So if it only adds one game to the fold, I, I don't think that's too much to ask in terms of uh, you know mapping that out and, and figuring out everyone's already in the same division. So I think that's the step towards the right direction to figuring out maybe how everybody can make it in. But it'll be interesting to see what they do going forward. And Dan, we thank you for spending some time with us here today. Best of luck this season, and I'm sure we'll be talking to you again soon. All right, appreciate it. Look forward to seeing you guys. It's Dan Roan, the head coach of D. LaSalle. Soon, Matt Lewis from UD Jesuit will join us here. He was once a member of that DeLaSalle staff as well, under Paul Verska and other members. But uh, for now, we want to kind of transition into a different piece before we get to Matt. Siena Heights University is our proud presenting sponsor of this fine preview show, the series of preview shows we have. And Doug Goodnow has been with us to talk to several members of their community. He's with their head football coach now.
1: We're here with Siena Heights University head football coach Matt Cohn, and Matt, you're about to begin uh, fall workouts for the uh, 2021 season. Talk to me about what the preparations are early on.
9: Uh, you know, we're, we're ready to go. Our staff's done an outstanding job, um, getting all the housekeeping things taken care of. Uh, a lot of the times for us, the, the housekeeping is a lot more than the actual football, uh, so once we're able to, to get our guys on campus and get going with football, uh, it's just a big breath of fresh air for us, so... Um, We have our our freshman class, 51 young men that are reporting today. Going to get into some meetings later on, hit the field first thing tomorrow morning. Uh, In addition to those 51 underclassmen, uh, we have around 17, 18 upperclassmen that will be joining them as well, um, just to serve as some mentors in a leadership role, kind of showing them the processes, um, getting them adapted to the culture of our program, how we like to run our drills, how we like to run practices, Uh, things of that nature, and has really helped our process uh, since we've been able to to do that. Um, We'll have the rest of the upperclassmen join us a couple days after that um, to be at a a full capacity then here within 48 hours. Um, So just really excited to get going. Um, You know, it was a quick turnaround from our spring season, um, but very happy to report that we're coming back 100% healthy. Uh, Weren't able to get anyone dinged up in the spring uh, because we knew, you know, if that were to happen, it'd be a quick turnaround for us, and Um, A student-athlete may have to miss a couple games if that were to happen, but we're blessed that we didn't have any injuries, so we're back at full capacity here, ready to get going. As a small Catholic head football coach
1: at a university here in Michigan, um, what are you looking for um, in your your future
9: student-athletes, specifically the Detroit Catholic League? Well, we know it's an extremely high level of football in the Detroit Catholic League, You know, arguably the best league in the state of Michigan. So we know that that football piece is going to be there. Um, in addition to that, we know that the student-athletes that come out of this league are, are challenged in the classroom uh, at their d- particular different high schools. So um, Siena Heights is a challenging school academically. Um, it, it's tough to, to earn your degree from Siena Heights. So we know when we get student-athletes out of the Catholic League, they've been prepared, um, they have those study skills, they've been well-versed in those time-management skills, and they end up being extremely successful here at Siena Heights in the classroom. And I think the last piece is that, that leadership piece. Um, you know, I, I, I'm blessed to be very good friends with a lot of coaches in that league, and I know that, that those culture pieces, those leadership development pieces, particularly developing a servant leader, is really stressed in the vast majority of the programs in the Catholic League. So um, there's not a lot of culture shock when those student-athletes get on our campus and they start you know, learning more about the culture of our program, uh, and it's a very smooth transition. Okay, well, the Siena Heights University football
1: season begins September 4th against Olivet Nazarene. Uh, For more information about Siena Heights and athletics, visit shusaints.com.
10: Listen to WDTK FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot, live and on demand on odyssey.com. Download the app for free at the Apple Store or Google Play for 24-7 access to Detroit's conservative talk station. Throughout the day, you'll hear live discussions from local and national network hosts on politics policies and politicians making headlines plus on-time traffic news and weather updates stream wdtk fm 101.5 and am 1400 the patriot detroit at odyssey.com today
5: concerned about unpredictable rising college tuition costs Sienna heights university is taking a bold step to remain affordable the siena tuition advantage plan means more price certainty including potentially one tuition price during your time at siena a catholic university located in adrian michigan siena heights also offers scholarships in academics athletics and the arts find out what the siena tuition advantage is all about today by visiting siennaheights.edu. that's the siena effect
4: Jeremy, Anno back with you here on the Patriots. So glad you could tune in to our third of three CHSL preview shows presented by Siena Heights University. Another coach on the line with us here, it's Matt Lewis from UD Jesuit. Already in his fourth season as the head coach of the Cubs. They'll start out week one at Gross Point North. And Matt, for you, that's a team that you played and beat in the playoffs last year. So maybe a little animosity there between the two teams.
3: You know, I don't think so. I think it's it's uh it's two new teams, you know, different different teams than last year and we got like every year, you know, every year presents new challenges and different challenges. So I think uh I think it'll be a fresh slate, but we're excited, uh we're excited to play the Norsemen in week one.
4: Twenty twenty season featured a three and five record for UAD, lost in the district semifinals to Oak Park twenty seven to twenty one. And at that point that's when people really started to take notice. Okay, Oak Park was over in the regular season, and how they're beating a pretty good team in UD it was obviously a bit injury-riddled at that point. But were you guys aware, you know, that that was a different team that they were bringing, per se, than what they, they did at the start of the season just because of injuries and such?
3: Oh, yeah. We knew when we saw them the week before on film uh, against Girls Point South that uh, they looked a little different than they had earlier in the season. So um, we knew that they were talented and they're a very good team, and, um, you know, it was going to be a battle for us.
4: You guys had a big thirty-five nothing win over Divine Child in Week One, and then last year your quarterback Nate Brown broke his collarbone. Unfortunately, at that point, he's back a hundred percent, and that's a guy that you're really going to lean on, you know, heading into this year, isn't it?
3: Oh yeah, he's a guy that uh, you know I really think he's one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the state. Um, you know, he'll be a three-year starter for us. Even played a little bit as a freshman, um, and he really he, he can do it all. He's an excellent athlete um he throws the ball he's got a great arm and uh you know he, he does it in the classroom as well so he's a he's a total package and I think you know he's kind of uh under recruited right now but I think uh a college is going to get a really great quarterback
4: what's it going to take him you, you think to step in the line line? is it just showing that you know he can put three solid or so weeks together at the beginning of this year and you know stay healthy
3: yeah I think a lot of teams want to evaluate him early um you know early in the season and see how um, see how he performs. But, you know, I can tell you with his work in the off season, you know, he's bigger, he's stronger, he's faster. Um, and I think, you know, I think teams across the state, you know, the teams on our schedule and colleges are going to see a, a different Nate Brown this, uh, this fall.
4: And after he went down, kind of having to revamp the whole ob- offense, obviously that's the case with a lot of teams when your high school quarterback goes down. But Patrick McVeigh was a, a big calling card for you guys at that point, playing really a lot of wild – cat uh, quarterback could we see that at some point this year again
3: you know patrick was our best ball carrier uh for most of last year so um i think you know it's something that we're definitely we're considering and figuring out how to fit you know he's not a traditional running back you know now with nate back how do we still um you know have patrick carrying the ball um while uh nate is back at quarterback so Um, Those are things that we're navigating as a staff and trying to make sure that we put our guys in the the best position to be successful.
4: Talking with Matt Lewis, the fourth-year head coach of UD Jesuit in Detroit here. Chris Mutevi, a guy that has been a big player for you ever ever since he arrived on the scene. Just the Mutevi athletic family has been a really nice addition to UD Jesuit overall. But he's a guy who has some D2 basketball offers. And he also got his first D1 football offer the other day, right?
3: Yeah, he was offered by Youngstown State. It um, was really, uh, to me, he's a total package, you know, as a wide receiver. He's big, he's long, he's athletic, he's smart, he's tough, um, you know, all the things that you would look for. I mean, you see him put pads on, and you're like, okay, like, that's what a dude looks like. You know, that's <laughs> what a guy looks like in pads. Um, so, yeah, we're really excited to have Chris back this year and expect big things from him.
4: Ladarius Davis and Dewan Hughes, two guys you're gonna rely upon in the running game as well outside of McVay. But Davis in particular, a guy that played a little last year, but a larger role coming for him, right?
3: Yeah, you know, the running back the running back position is a is a position for us where, you know, we have a few guys vying vying for, for time there. So um we're looking for some of those underclassmen to step up. You know, it's all underclassmen at that position and um Darius has done that you know Dewan has shown flashes you know so and there's a couple other guys in the mix as well. So um, as we continue to wrap up camp here and get ready for the scrimmage and, and, and head into you know our first week of game prep, you know we're gonna, we're gonna we're, we're excited to see who really emerges at that spot.
4: A roster of about 40 this year, but uh, I guess the important aspect for you is maybe utilizing all those guys and really highlighting that all 40 of those will likely contribute at some point.
3: Yeah, you know, I I think that's, I think it's, our roster is unique in that way. You know, we'll be a little bit above 40, um, but our guys, you know, as you look down the roster, you know, everybody's important. Everybody plays a role, but specifically on this team, you know, I can see every guy from one to the bottom of the roster playing, being on the field every game, you know, and I think that's, that's unique. You know, it's not always that way. Um. But we, we're lucky to have a lot of a lot of talented guys and uh, a lot of young guys that we're really excited about. Mixing them with some of our our seniors, and uh, I think we have a good mix.
4: Talking with Matt Lewis, the head coach of U.D. Jesuit here, Magnuson Lotton, another guy that kind of broke waves as a freshman last year. What's the next step for him as a sophomore?
7: Yeah,
3: he's coming off uh, you know a shoulder injury from this off season, so he just recently got cleared to be able to play and um you know we're we're excited about having him back you know he's just a uh a workhorse you know he's a he's a he's a true football player you know a guy that lives breathes and loves football um and you know he is he has set himself up after having a good freshman year to have an even better sophomore year and you know we're excited to see him keep growing well
4: the double ages a three-team league this year Loyola divine child and UD but the Cubs, even though they've dropped down to the double over the last, I don't know how long it's been, four or five years, you've kind of continued to kind of almost carry a Catholic League Central division schedule. Everybody but Orchard Lake St. Mary is on the slate this year, Catholic Central, um, Brother Rice, uh, and De LaSalle. So what do you guess you're looking to do with that? Just you know, continue to play the top competition even though you're not necessarily in that league per se?
3: Yeah. So, I mean, even though we're not in the central per se, you know, if we happen to make the prep bowl, we could play more central teams than a central team plays, right? You know, so we could end up playing more central teams than a central team. So you can say we're not in the central, <laughs> uh, but we're actually, you know, if if we take care of business and do the things we need to do in our league, you know, we could end up playing more central teams than an actual central division school play. Mm-hmm. So, um, don't know how that works, but, uh, um, you know, we got a great schedule, you know, on top of that, you know, opening with a good Gross Point North team and going to Granville, you know, and then we're right into the Catholic League. So, um, you know, there's no there's no weeks off on our schedule. So uh, we're excited about that challenge.
4: Well, Matt, great to catch up with you again here today. Look forward to talking as the season unfolds here. Great. Thanks, Jeremy. It's Matt Lewis of UD Jesuit. We'll have Liggett next on the Dock when we get back
6: there's no better time to apply to Siena Heights University. Complete our free application to find out about all the scholarship and financial aid opportunities available. We offer scholarships for academics, athletics, and the arts on our Adrian Main Campus. We were also named the top-ranked online program in Michigan for four consecutive years. To learn more about our Catholic university in the Dominican tradition, please visit go.sienahights.edu and find out what the Siena Effect can do for you.
2: Follow the Catholic League Game of the Week on Twitter at CHSL on WDTK. Now back to the CHSL Football Preview presented by Siena Heights University.
4: Well, the packed lineup here today in this uh, fast-moving hour here in our Game of the Week preview show on the Patriot presented by Siena Heights University. So glad you could tune in. And if you missed, you know, maybe the beginning of this one or the last two, you can check it out. On the archives at PatriotDetroit.com, we have a sports tab there and a sports podcast for CHSL football that you can click on and even listen back to some of our games from last year. Maybe really itching to listen to a game once again. You can listen to some of the great games that we had on the air last year as well and be in tune to that CHSL on WDTK Twitter account to see which two games we'll be covering next week on Thursday and Friday. Our last guest... Here today is from University Liggett. He's in his second year as the head coach there. It's Tarif Kumasi. Coach, how are you?
11: Good. How are you doing today? Great.
4: Thanks for hanging on the line with us. I know we were backlogged a bit, but uh, always great to catch up with another Catholicly coach here today. Year two, probably a bit easier for you, right? You've kind of instilled your culture. You've instilled this new system that you've put in. And hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, we, we don't have as many restrictions as last
11: year. <laughs> we don't, and uh, thank God for that. It was it was tough, um, but everybody adjusted and, um, you know, safety first. So we're just glad with someone getting back to uh, normalcy.
4: And culture has been something that you've focused on quite a bit since taking over uh, this head coaching role. I guess, what are you looking to get out of your program? What have you looked to establish, you know, since you took
11: over? Uh, just the consistency of kids. So at Liggett, um, every student athlete that attends Liggett has to play two sports. So it's really hard to get the kids in the off season to, you know, to get to the workouts and everything um, because they're either in a preseason for another sport or they're in a sport. Uh, so changing that culture, um, actually Liggett this year is removing that requirement, which um, We'll see how that goes, but um, it would be great to have an off season where football kids, you know, just do football stuff, you know, conditioning and those type of things. Well,
4: 2016, the Liggett Knights were 10 and one. I know coach wasn't around for that, but uh, they lost to the the Bulldogs in the district final. Haven't made it past the regional so far in, in their school history in the sport. But what do you think the next step is for this program, you know, to get it as one that's on the map, not only in the Catholic League but in the state as well?
11: continue the consistency that uh we're doing now with building the culture um trying to to get football kids first kids in the program um you know those that that are interested that come in and, and are not baseball first or hockey first type kids uh we really really uh, value those kids because we don't have very a very big team to be honest with you. we have about 18 kids um so it's tough it's tough but I think we have enough talent definitely to make some noise, especially with the kind of offense that we run.
4: Yeah, with with that offense, I want to hit on that as well. It's five wide. You rarely run the football. It's mostly throwing, but that's something that, uh, you know, has been a, a little bit more of, a, a I guess, a, an all-around game that you see in the Catholic League of late in, in football in general, right?
11: Absolutely. The game is moving uh, towards uh, <laughs> no pads, in my opinion, uh, I think somewhere down the chain of evolution, it'll be, uh, you know, just a helmet and maybe uh, some shoulder pads. But it's definitely going to a pass first type of thing. It's been trending that way for a couple of decades now, and uh, we take full advantage of it for sure.
4: And Carson Roos is a guy that's at the forefront for you there. He was a transfer from De La Salle last year and a guy that has really grown into his role. What have you seen him improve upon?
11: Uh, Carson has improved on his overall knowledge of of, of our offense. Um, he's reading better. He's taking the uh, bull by the horn, so to speak. Um, he's our undisputed leader. Um, I'm really looking forward to him having a, a, a really really great senior year. He's got some, some potential offers on the table as far as colleges. He's got the size, six five, you know, two fifteen. Um, he's got the arm strength, the vision. So uh, I'm looking for a really, really great year. Everybody that's in my five wide system in year two thrives. So <clears throat> I think that's uh, something I'm really looking forward to.
4: Talking with Tarif Kumasi, the second-year head coach at University of Liggett out in Gross Point. Uh, your top target this year, Jermaine Calloway, a young sophomore, but he made his name last year, right? He did some really good things.
11: He did. He did. He was an incoming freshman, and uh, I hired his dad as one of my assistants. And uh, he took his, you know, his lumps as a freshman, learning, and he really grew in the offseason. He worked hard training. Uh, he got a personal trainer. And uh, unfortunately, we lost three of our top pass catchers to either graduation or uh, they decided to focus on baseball. So he's going to step into that role of Ryan Jones. had last year as our, our ex-receiver, and that, that person usually gets the, the bulk of the load as far as catches in the game.
4: Well, Jordan Stefanidis. I hope I said that right. Six five, two hundred and forty pounds. The left tackle for you, and and having a guy just with that presence at your level of football is just huge, isn't it?
11: It's awesome. And Jordan didn't play because of COVID last year, so Jordan hasn't played football in in a few years. And um, to learn how to pass that and, and to have his size. Now, Jordan's a basketball player, so. He stepped on the field the first day of practice, and he has the feet, and he has the size, and he has the determination. So I see Jordan down the line as a potential All-State candidate by the time he's a senior.
4: And if he somehow, you know, maybe recovers a fumble and ends up in the end zone, will we see him dunk on the goalpost, post, you think?
11: <laughs> Not if I can help it. That's a flag. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Darius Sample is another guy uh, on the defensive front uh, that's going to be big for your defense. Just what lets him wreak havoc?
11: Uh, Darius was another kid that didn't play football and, and came out last year. Um, and towards the end of the season, he really started coming on. He's a he's a stout kid. He's about five eleven, two twenty five, and he's our anchor of our defensive line. He he can create pressure and if he gets a one on one matchup. He can beat a guard one on one in the three technique. So. um, we really, really uh, value his presence. He's a senior. I only have four seniors. He's one of my four senior captains. So, uh, looking for big things out of Darius this year.
4: And we see certainly other schools, you know, of your size have a lot of success. Everest Collegiate um, has had a lot of success, you know, with 18 guys. They've, they've bolstered up their roster size a bit. But what are the challenges? Maybe what, what do you take advantage of when you have a smaller roster?
11: Uh, some of the disadvantages are you, you can't do 11-on-11 11 11 in practice. I have a lot of coaches, you know, filling in on spots if we're trying to do full team. Uh, because of the system, um, our linemen are always in two-point stands. So when we uh, when the defense is trying to um, get a look from the offense, it's it's kind of hard. So that's some of the challenges. But we, we put a lot of stock in our offense. So we try to overcome a lot of shootouts. Uh, if you look at our scores last year, we were – you know we score three or four touchdowns a game but we may have given up five or six so those are some of the challenges that we face Uh, adversely um not having a lot of people you get a lot more time with one-on-one with with your athletes um a lot of individual time where you don't have as big a groups that you're dealing with um that's kind of one advantage and we're just uh we're very uh repetitive in what we do i mean we when we start, we do the same things. I only run about 15 plays on offense, and we get to give it all kind of different looks. So uh, every play that we run, we can you know, we can uh, audible out of it and, and kind of do different things because the kids know it back and forth.
4: Well, Tarif, thanks so much for joining us here today. Great to catch up, and uh, best of luck to the Knights this season.
11: Thank you so much, Dan. Thank you for having me. Good that, night.
4: That's Tarif Kumasi, the head coach at Liggett in his second year, trying to lead the Knights. Back to the playoffs in this new system as well. We'll put a bow on our last show. Yes, our last show. But that means that the week one season is upon us. Back with more after this on the Patriot. Concerned about
5: unpredictable rising college tuition costs? Sienna Heights University is taking a bold step to remain affordable. The Siena Tuition Advantage Plan means more price certainty, including potentially one tuition price during your time at Siena. A Catholic university located in Adrian, Michigan, Siena Heights also offers scholarships in academics, athletics, and the arts. Find out what the Siena Tuition Advantage is all about today by visiting siennaheights.edu. That's the Siena Effect.
1: Faith Talk has partnered with Westside Christian Academy, providing tuition at half-off. Go to tuitionvouchers.com and get $2,000 off their first year at Westside Christian Academy in Detroit. That's half-off tuition. Restrictions do apply, so review those carefully and get the Christian education you want for your kids or grandkids at tuitionvouchers.com. That's half-off tuition for Westside Christian Academy at tuitionvouchers.com.
4: it behind the glass here today turning the ones and twos luke you ready for the season you ready for this thing jeremy this is the best time of year man <laughs> and what do you like most about you know the, these friday night lights obviously we, we carry such a good league in, in the catholic league but what is it is the band for you is the smells the hot dogs what, what makes you turn
6: it's the weather <laughs> yes when, when you know the leaves are changing it's uh it's crisp in the night sky and Hearing uh, Jeremy Otto and Dylan Dixon, it's go time. So let's get right into it.
4: So are you with me? You want 70, 75 degrees. Would that be ideal for you? That's perfect. Week one weather. Let's Let's, go. Let's book it. Let's book it.
6: Well, we want to head
4: encourage you to head right now to at CHSL on WDTK. Again, at CHSL on WDTK. We would really, really love to be at the 200 follow mark or above. I know we have a lot of engagement. On our page, but we feel that maybe everybody doesn't hit the follow button. So if you have a second right now, go to at CHSL on WDTK and toss us a follow there. You want to, because that's where you're gonna get all the updates on Catholic League football, especially what games we'll be covering. Two games for you, week one of this regular season to start obviously next week. Last week of August, August 26th, August 27th. Again, we're still working through all the good games that are out there, you know, some really intriguing matchups. You have Catholic Central and Chippewa Valley down at the prep kickoff Classic, Rose Point North and UAD. We already talked about them kind of matching up after their week one playoff game last year, Macomb, Macomb, Dakota and brother rice kicking off a series for the first time ever in week one Dakota for a few years in a row. And we covered one played Orchard Lake, St. Mary's Riverview and divine child. Where will divine child be this year? A lot of returners on that, uh, Division One Riddle Line, um, Orchard Lake, St. Mary's, Oak Park, that's another really good one, Gross, or Gross Eel, and Riverview, Gabriel Richard, two schools very close in proximity, Detroit Loyola, Detroit Edison, and De La Salle, Chicago, St. Patrick. There's a lot of good games for you on the docket here in Week 1, and we really look forward to Season 8 of our Game of the Week. Here on the Patriots. So, again, follow at CHSL on WDTK for all the updates. You can visit patriotdetroit.com as well to see our upcoming matchups, some podcasts of past games, and these past shows as well. And we really want to say a big thank you to Siena Heights University for sponsoring this three part preview series, which has been a lot of fun. We got to interview a ton of coaches, a ton of great guests, 11 coaches in total, and a representative from the MHSA as well last week and if you have a game that you would really love to hear on our air you can certainly tweet at us tweet at me um or send us a message on facebook on our patriot detroit facebook page week one next week we want to see you here on thursday and friday have a great day everybody
2: Thank you for listening to this week's CHSL Football Preview presented by Siena Heights University. Patriot Detroit's Catholic High School League Football Season Preview continues next Friday at 7. Follow the Catholic League Game of the Week on Twitter at CHSL on WDTK.
10: Listen to WDTK-FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot, live and on demand on odyssey.com. Download the app for free at the Apple Store or Google Play for 24-7 access to Detroit's conservative talk station. Throughout the day, you'll hear lively discussions from local and national network hosts on politics, policies, and politicians making headlines, plus on-time traffic, news, and weather updates. Stream WDTK-FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot, Detroit at odyssey.com today.
5: Ask any of the members and mentors here at Lifestyles Unlimited and they will tell you it's not how smart you are or how long and how hard you work. It's whether you have the right map to begin with. Will your current career path lead you to financial independence? Visit LifestylesUnlimitedWorkshop.com to meet some of the members who are on the right map and on their way to financial freedom. Whether you're new to real estate investing or consider yourself a seasoned pro, Lifestyles Unlimited can take you to the next level. Visit LifestylesUnlimitedWorkshop.com to take your
10: first step. Attention, barbecue lovers, available today on gotahalfitnow.com. Kaya Smokehouse Grill in Wolverine Lake is offering $40 of mouthwatering barbecue for $20. Kaya promises the best barbecue in Southeast Michigan. Enjoy fall-off-the-bone locally sourced meats and poultry made from scratch sides and signature smokehouse sauces. Go to halfitnow.com. That's half to get your $40 dining deal to Kaya Smokehouse Grill in Wolverine Lake for just $20.
0: You could win an all-expense-paid trip to Focus on the Family's c Life 2021 event in Dallas, August 28th. Includes round-trip airfare for you and your family, hotel, and event admission. Hear from Focus on the Family president Jim Daly, music from Matthew West, and a host of inspiring speakers to help you live out your pro-life values. Enter the Focus on the Family's Celebrate Life Dallas getaway. Go to FaketalkDetroit.com's contest page and register today.
2: The Patriot. FM 101.5, AM 1400, WDTK, Detroit, the Salem Media Group, on the NASDAQ as SALM.
0: Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He
1: was one of the most respected generals in the military.
0: Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells.